Chapter Twenty of the Cliff Climbers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kenneth Sargent Gagan. The Cliff Climbers by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Twenty. Up a tree again. They might have remained longer on the ground, lamenting their irreplaceable losses. But that they were still apprehensive of the return of the elephant, whether had it gone, that was the question which one was addressing to the other, while the eyes of all kept turning in different directions, and with glances that betrayed their uneasiness. The rogue could not have been off the ground more than a very few minutes. The grass that he had trampled down was still wet with its own sap, crushed out by his ponderous weight and and yet he might have been seen all around for nearly a quarter of a mile there was no timber within that distance that could have given concealment to an animal so bulky as an elephant so thought carl and caspar but ossaroo was of a different opinion the bit of jungle through which they had passed would suffice to screen the rogue said he adding at the same time a piece of intelligence derived from his shikaree experience that an elephant large as it is can hide in slight cover with wonderful cunning that its sagacity enables it to select the best place for concealment and that although neither crouches nor squats it contrives by keeping perfectly still adding to the circumstance of its being a shapeless sort of mass oft times to elude the eye of the most vigilant hunter though carl and caspar could scarcely credit him Asu expressed his belief not only that the elephant might be hid in the scant jungle they were talking about, but that it actually was there. Unfortunately for them, Ossaroo's argument was too soon to be supported by facts, which left no doubt of its accuracy as they stood scanning the jungle with keen glances and with ears acutely bent to catch every sound that might issue from it. A movement was perceptible among the tops of some tall saplings that grew near its center, and the next moment a brace of the beautiful argus pheasants rose on whirring wings, at the same time giving forth their loud note of alarm. The birds, forsaking the jungle in their flight, passed over the heads of our adventurers, and by their cries caused such a clamor as to set Fritz off into a prolonged fit of baying. Whether it was that that the enemy had been only lying in ambush, waiting for a good opportunity to charge, or whether the voice of the dog, already known and hated, had been just then heard by the elephant, stirring him to a fresh thirst for vengeance. Certain it is that before a sentence could be exchanged among the terrified trio, the long conical trunk and broad, massive shoulders were visible through the scanty jungle, and it was plain to all that the monster was making towards them with that deceptive shamble which, though only a walk, carries the huge quadruped over the ground almost with the speed of a galloping horse. For a moment our adventurers stood their ground, not, however, with any idea of awaiting the attack or attempting to repel it, but simply because they knew not in what direction to retreat. So dismayed were they at the sight of the advancing enemy that it was some seconds before any of the three could suggest a plan that offered a prospect of escape. Rather mechanically than otherwise did Carl and Caspar 
bring their pieces to the level with the intention of firing in the face of the foe for they had but little hope that the lead from their guns both of light caliber would stop his impetuous charge both fired at the same instant and then caspar delivered his second shot but just as they had expected the elephant continued to charge onward fortunately for them the shikaree had not descended to draw the string of his bow experience had taught him that under such circumstances an arrow was a useless weapon he might as well have attempted to kick the elephant or stick a pin in its trunk either of which proceedings would have damaged the animal nearly as much and perhaps irritated a little less than one would of Osiru's arrows. Knowing this, the shikaree, instead of bothering himself with his bow or wasting time by any thoughts of resistance, had occupied the few seconds left for consideration and a rapid reconnaissance of the neighborhood to see if it offered any chance of escape. To tell the truth, the vicinity appeared rather unpromising. The cliffs offered no ledge upon which they might have climbed out of reach of the rogue. The jungle might have afforded them a temporary shelter. But although it had concealed the elephant from their eyes, it could not long conceal them from the eyes of such a sagacious creature as their antagonist appeared to be. Besides, the elephant was between them and it and to retreat in that direction would be to run point-blank upon its proboscis. Fortunately, in this moment of uncertainty and irresolution, a point of safety appeared to the eye of the shikaree in the shape of a tree, the only one near the spot. It was a tree that had already been instrumental in saving his life, for it was the same tree that stood by the little straits where Osiru had set his nets, and by means of which Caspar had been able to hoist him up out of the quicksand. This tree was a very large one, and standing alone, its branches, free to extend their growth, had spread far out in every direction, almost stretching across the straits. Osiru wasted not the precious moment in idle reflection, but shouting to the young sahibs, he signaling them to follow his example. He struck off towards the tree with all the speed that lay in his legs, and not till he had gotten up to the third or fourth tier of the branches did he look behind him to see whether his advice had been taken. The young sahibs had adopted his suggestion with alacrity, without staying a moment to question its propriety, and both were up the tree almost as soon as the shakari himself. End of chapter 20 Recording by Kenneth Sergeant Gagan